Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise, can we? God's been good to us. Hallelujah. Said the Lord's been good to us. Yes, he has. Amen, amen. My, I'm feeling at home here tonight. And, uh, I like it when I can go somewhere and feel at home. <laughs> it might not be so good when I start preaching, but uh, uh, it is good to feel the presence of the Lord here. And uh, appreciate Elder and Sister Sampson. I appreciate Brother Caleb Sampson, his wife, and appreciate every one of the Sampson family working for the Lord here in the Osho. Did I pronounce that correctly? All right. <clears throat> I'm glad to be here. Glad to have my wife with me. And I made a mistake this morning. We, it'll be 53 years. It will be 53 years. And she kindly reminded me. If she doesn't know me by now, she never will, right? But <laughs> I better have. I better have. And I want her to stand to testify if she doesn't mind. Amen, amen. <clears throat> Glory. My friend that was here this morning, Dustin, Really enjoyed the service very much. So I think he asked the pastor to send him a link to the service. He wanted to share that with his wife and family. And uh, <clears throat> I'm believing the Lord to fill him with the Holy Ghost and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I've been working on him for about three years now. And uh, it's amazing. It must be God's timing, God's timing, and God has something more for that young man <clears throat> and so many others like him. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. I'm glad to be a part of the church, yes. and um, I trust you value what you have here. Yes. It's not everywhere you can go and there's liberty in the Holy Ghost. People praying, worshiping, but thank God for the leadership of this church that understands without prayer, praise and worship and preaching, we're just another group of people meeting together, singing a few songs and going through the motion, but thank God there's an apostolic church right here, right here. You ought to be glad you're part of that church. Amen, amen. And again, I say thank you for the accommodations, Brother Samson. Thank you for the beautiful meal today. We certainly do appreciate that. And uh, I, I'm going to preach about thanks tonight. You let me preach about thanks. The word thanks, I'm going to give you an acronym the word thanks. You take the letter T, first letter in the word thanks is T. That letter stands for tithes. 
The Bible commands us to bring our tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Boy, getting quiet now. <laughs> I told you I was feeling at home, didn't I? <laughs> the next letter in that word is H. That word H stands for hell. We'll go to hell if we rob from God. Amen. Last time I read the Ten Commandments, it said, Thou shalt not steal. And if I don't give back my tithes and offerings to God, I'm stealing from God. Who in the world, why would anybody want to rob God of all he has blessed us with? The next letter in the word of, in this word, thanks is A. Always pay your tithes and offerings. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, he can quit anytime he wants to. <laughs> always, somebody shout always. always. Pay your tithes and offerings. Whatever you have increase on, pay your tithes and offerings on it. <laughs> Don't use your tithes and offerings to go on vacations and buy another toy you don't need men <clears throat> another purse you don't need ladies and I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach in a minute I'm just meddling right now the next letter in that word thanks is in never forget to pay your tithes and offerings <laughs> never forget don't, don't be hit and miss when you get paid, pay your tithes and offerings first. The next letter in the word thanks is K. Keep on paying your tithes and offerings. <laughs> Somebody say, keep on paying your tithes and offerings. Oh, hallelujah. The last letter of this word is S. Show enough, pay your tithes. <laughs> Thanks for paying your tithes and offerings. There would not be a building here without people giving their tithes and offerings. You wouldn't be enjoying the presence of the Lord like you are here tonight if people didn't give their tithes and offerings. That's why there's an apostolic church here. Because of some faithful men, some faithful ladies, some faithful young people that give back to God. The first fruit. They give back to God their tithes and offerings. Somebody say amen. Just in case somebody would criticize me, I would remind you Jesus Christ talked about money more than he did heaven and hell combined. You know, I don't know how it is here, but uh, the janitorial uh, place where we, we buy all of our janitorial supplies, they don't give that to us. We have to pay for it. Our utilities company there don't just give us free utilities. They don't just give us free electricity so it's nice and cool in the house of the Lord. 
insurance companies don't say, well, we'll, we'll cover that, 200, that $2 million facility however on the side of the highway. They charge. And if you don't pay, you don't have any coverage. And all I'm just saying is it takes faithful people giving back to God as he has blessed them. And it's one place where we read where God said, prove me. Prove me and see if I will not pour out a blessing upon you. Oh, hallelujah. You having trouble with your bills? Make sure you're paying your tithes and offerings. You having trouble making ends meet? Make sure you're paying your tithes and offerings. That's a good place to start. <laughs> oh, my. I might should have just uh, preached. I just don't, don't want to see people with a curse on their life. And if you read the, that same context of scripture, in fact, it says that I will bless you if you do, but I'll curse you if you don't. You know, life's rough enough without God putting a curse on your finances. And he will put a curse on your finances if you don't pay back your tithes and offerings. You think you're keeping, you're not keeping it. It's going to pay doctor's bills, medicine bills, and breakdowns and all kinds of things. When if you give it to God, he'll take it and see what God's done right here. Right here. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, go to me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one. For whatever that was worth, I promise you, you'll be blessed. You will be blessed if you honor God with your tithes and offerings. And a man tell me, said, I can't afford to pay my tithes and offerings. I said, but you can't afford not to pay your tithes and offerings. And a new convert said, I don't, my budget is not going to allow that. And I said, well, how much were you spending on cigarettes? How much were you spending on weed? How much were you spending on alcohol? How much were you spending at the casino? And he said, well, I never thought about it like that. I said, well, you, you need to think about it like that because you're not going to be doing those things anymore. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he didn't have no problem with his finances because he honored God first. That don't mean you can waste what you have left. That doesn't mean you just blow it. You have to have a budget and stick to that budget. But at the same time, if you'll give to God first, he'll bless what you have left over. Hebrews 11 and 1. That's a Bible said I guess we could give sometime. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Or by it the elders obtained a good report. Amen. Elder Samson, would you mind praying, sir?
Hallelujah. Why don't you shake somebody's hand there close by you? Welcome them to church. Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. May be seated. I want to take you to the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse number 16. Romans 1 and 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Tell your neighbor, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3 and 11. Galatians 3 and 11. We read here, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. I want to preach for a little while tonight on this subject, living by faith. Living by faith. I, I trust and pray that the Lord can remind us tonight of what living for him is really all about. Perhaps it would give us a clear understanding. And we, we go through things in life, no matter if you're in the church. You, you have to deal with different things in your home, your family, your children, your jobs. And, and sometimes our perspective can become skewered a little bit and we, we need to be reminded of some very important truths from the Word of God. I, I, I read a story about a lady. Uh, the, the author of the book said she was a Christian lady and, and her daughter had died after a very long, drawn-out, painful sickness. After her daughter passed away, she came to her pastor. She said, I fear I have lost my faith in prayer. I want you to take note of what she said. I fear I have lost my faith in prayer. She said, I used to believe that anything I asked for in the name of Jesus I would receive. When my child was sick, I sought God with an intense desire for her recovery. I really believed God would answer my prayer. And when she died, I was stunned. These are her words. Not merely because of my grief, but because it seemed to me that God had failed me. And then she said, I still pray, but my old faith in prayer is gone. Amen. Don't, don't lose me here, okay? Just... Just stay with me just a little bit here. This lady had mistakenly thought her prayer would heal her daughter. 
She had, in effect, substituted faith in her prayer for faith in God. And that is something we must not do. I told you, stay with me. If our faith in praying is uppermost in our minds, then any disappointment or any prayer that's not answered the way we want it to be is going to shake our faith in God. Because we only have faith in our prayers and not faith in God we're praying to. But if we have faith in God, then no matter what the outcome of the prayer, we still trust God. Are you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Our faith will not be diminished in the least bit because we will continue to have faith in God. The Bible teaches have faith in God, not have faith in our prayers. I'm not playing with words. There's a message here. We live by faith, not live by our prayers. We walk by our faith in God, not walk by our prayers. That doesn't nullify in the least that we must pray. We do pray all the time, every day. You have a prayer life, correct? We pray without ceasing, but we pray with faith in God, not just faith in our prayers alone. Our prayer in and of itself cannot heal anybody. Our prayer in and of itself is not going to touch anybody, but our faith in the one we're praying to can heal, will heal all manner of diseases. I'm reminded in Daniel chapter 3, praise the Lord, and I hope you'll You'll stay with me and understand where I'm coming from here. Today, King Nebuchadnezzar had made this statue very, very high and very wide and set it up. And they were given orders to bow down before this statue. In Daniel, the third chapter, they were instructed when the music starts playing, you are to bow down and worship this statue King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. If you don't, you're going to be thrown into a blazing furnace. And this music started. Everybody began bowing down to this statue. But there were three young men that did not bow down to this statue. And, and the word got back to Nebuchadnezzar that they had not. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had disobeyed the orders and so they were brought to him and they were instructed, we're going to give you another time. And if you don't bow down, then we're going to throw you into this fiery furnace. I want you to notice in the 16th verse of Daniel chapter number 3, Daniel 3 and 16. I want you to look at their response. They said, your majesty... We will not try to defend ourselves. We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Verse 17, if the God whom we serve, if our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king, 
If the God we serve is able to save us, then he will. Verse number 18, he said, but if not, if he does not, praise the Lord. If he doesn't, you know one thing, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. That's the mindset that I want us to get. That's the attitude I want us to understand here. If the God whom we serve does not save us from this blazing furnace, then we're still not gonna bow down to your image. Praise God. We know the rest of that story, don't we? They did not bow. They did not burn. God came to their rescue, did he not? They, 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 at that time, they did not know if he was going to deliver them or not. They just said, he can. We know he can, but we don't know if he is. But it really doesn't matter if he does or he doesn't. We're still gonna serve our God. <laughs> they, they understood God as a sovereign God. And his will does not always match up with our will. His desires do not always go along with our desires. And they didn't have the luxury of reading the end of the story as we do. So we know that they came through because they were living by faith. What they're saying is if God delivers us, then fine. If he doesn't, it's all good. I'm not gonna bend. I'm not gonna bow. I may burn, but one thing I will not, I will not deny. I will not deny my God. I will not bow down to an image made by hand. Somebody ought to help me. We're not gonna doubt God no matter the outcome. We're not gonna doubt God no matter what happens. One thing for certain, we're gonna keep on believing God. We're gonna keep on serving God. If he heals me, that's great. If he doesn't heal me, I'm still gonna praise him. I'm still gonna worship him because I have faith in my God. I am living by faith. I'm not living by the mechanics of living with God. I'm living by a deep-rooted faith in a God that hears my prayer. I hear Job, I hear Job. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even though he slays me, I will maintain mine own ways before him. He said, if he kills me, that's fine, but I'm gonna serve him till I die. I'm telling somebody, I pray you get an attitude. It doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if God heals me or he doesn't. I'm gonna be faithful to God. I'm not gonna bow down to the altars of this world. I'm not gonna bend and bow to a spirit of compromise. I'm not gonna bow down to false doctrine. I'm gonna serve God from now until he calls me home to be with him. It's no time to be vacillated about whether we're gonna live for God or not. It's time to make up your mind no matter what. It does not matter. I love my Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. Come on, put your hand together. Give God some praise in this house. 
this side to side. It'll be right here, three slides. Okay. Whatever the problem, they just sang it. I put it all in his hands. Whatever the issue, it's in his hands. Whatever I've been praying for, that's right. Whatever I've been praying for, I put it in his hands. No matter what I'm going through, I put it in his hands. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about this and that. This and that. This and that. It don't matter what this is. It don't matter what that is. I put it in God's hand and I know whatever the problem, I know he can solve them, but if he don't solve it, I'm still in his hands. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who comes. It doesn't matter how great. It doesn't matter how small. It doesn't matter how large. All I know is I have put it all in his hands. Oh, glory. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Come on, give me some praise. Give me some praise. Thank you, Jesus. I've got my life in his hands. I said my life is in his hands. He can do what he wants to. He can help me if he wants to. He can heal me if he wants to. But one thing for certain, on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, you're gonna find me around this church. On Sunday evening, about six o'clock, you're gonna find me gathered around this altar, my hands raised up. I'm gonna be shouting, I'm gonna be praising, I'm gonna be worshiping, I'm gonna be faithful, I'm gonna serve God because I'm living by faith. I'm gonna say my God has more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He's always looking for me. Jehovah Chara. He is my God. But if he doesn't answer my prayer this week, you know what, next Sunday, I'm gonna be right here. You hear me, devil? You hear me, spirit of discouragement? You hear me, oppressive spirit? You hear me, depressing spirit? Next Sunday, I'll be right here, hands raised. I'll be shouting. I'll be running the aisles. I'm not living for God by my feelings. I'm living for God by faith. Got a lot of young people up here. Young people, don't live by your feelings. Don't live by your emotions. Live by faith in God. God will never let you down. He'll never turn his back on you. He's gonna be with you no matter what. The just shall live by faith. Not feelings, by faith. We're gonna pray, but it's more than my praying. My praying is directed to the great God of glory. If he heals me, great. If he doesn't, I'm still gonna be right there. 
Uh, I'm not a member of the 911 club. Every time I have an emergency, I call on God. Well, I think he recognizes my voice in the morning because he hears me in the morning time. Are you gonna help me a little bit here? <laughs> I'm not a member of the fish and loaves crowd just waiting for the handouts and waiting on the blessings and if I don't get the blessing, I'm gonna walk out on God. No, 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 no. But I will say, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor has seed begging bread. I didn't, I'm not smart enough to start this stopwatch thing here to, to know how long I've been preaching. Maybe my wife will give me that signal. She'll give me that signal, cut it off. But no, she won't really. She'll just tell me about it later. Same vein of thought, Daniel. Same thing. You're not to be praying to any other God. Daniel, as soon as he heard that they'd made that decree, you know what he did? He went right back home. And he went to praying, didn't he? He did not know what the result was going to be. We know it did not look good, did it? Even when they put him in the lion's den, he didn't know. He knew from history, anybody that got put in the lion's den were dinner for the lions. All Daniel knew was, I'm going to pray to my God regardless of what happens. I'm going I'm to live by faith. Even if it means living by faith in a den of lions. Live by faith is all about trusting God. Not having faith in your prayers more than you have faith in God. I have known people who became disillusioned with God like that lady I just described because of a tragedy in their life. I've literally seen people walk away from God because of a tragedy. You can stand, you can be seated, just whatever you feel like. I'm standing, I don't mind company. I've seen people go into deep sin because of a child taken, tragically. I, 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 knew, I knew a young man, he was a pastor's son. And... Uh, he walked away from God because he said, I had prayed and I had fasted more than I ever had in my life because I wanted a certain job. And when God did not give me the job I wanted, I said, I am not gonna serve that kind of God. And that preacher son walked away from God. And as far as I know right now, his mom and dad are both gone. As far as I know right now, his wife's still serving God, but he has never ever got right with God all because he didn't learn to live by faith hallelujah don't get confused in your mind because it hasn't worked out like you had like you thought it would 
Don't get discouraged because things are not turning. Man, I feel the Lord here. Don't, don't, don't get discouraged because ABC doesn't happen and one plus one doesn't come up to two and et cetera. Don't get discouraged. Have faith in God. There's probably a reason God didn't want him to have that job. And it could have been God was testing his faith. I'm gonna tell you, your faith is gonna be tested. Your faith in God, it will be tested. You've got to make up your mind no matter what. No matter not. I am going to trust God. Daniel trusted God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they trusted God. Job trusted God. I say with the psalmist, Psalm 18 and 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Paul wrote in Romans 8 and 35, Romans 8 and 35, who shall separate us from the love, oh glory, from the love. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? There's gonna be opportunity. Tribulation is gonna come. Distress. I wanna ask somebody, are you willing to go through tribulation? You're gonna pray for deliverance from tribulation, but what if tribulation comes your way? Are you gonna let that separate you from the love of Christ? Similarly shall no. How about distress? How about persecution? How about famine? How about nakedness? How about peril? How about a sword? As it is written, for thy sake, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Nay, no way possible. It doesn't matter what happens. it does not matter at all. In, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. I'm living by faith. I am persuaded that neither, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. Nothing, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I just pray somebody gets this. Living by faith. Living by faith. My, my. We can go to Hebrews 11th chapter. The heroes of faith. That roll call. Heroes of faith. We can read about those who were delivered from. It was faith that kept Rahab from being killed. It was faith that kept Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. Verse 33, 
through faith, through faith they fought and won. Through faith they did what was right. Through faith they received what God had promised. Through faith they shut the mouths of lions. They put out fierce fires. They escaped being killed from the sword. Through faith they were weak but became strong. They were mighty in battle, defeated the armies of their enemies. Through faith their women received their dead relatives raised back to life. But keep on reading. Next verse, please. And others, somebody say others, others. had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Others were in bonds and imprisonment. Next verse. Others were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted. They were killed with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Next verse, please. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Next verse. And these all enlisted those that were delivered, enlisted those that were healed, enlisted those, but it said there were some others. There were others that had the same amount of faith in God. There were others that lived by faith just as well as the others. There were men that had just as much faith as Abel, Enoch, Noah, and Abraham. There was ladies that had just as much faith as Sarah had. But their prayers were not answered the way they wanted. They lived by faith, but they died by faith. They were burned at the stake because they refused to recant their belief in Jesus Christ. There were others, the fire was not quenched. They did not walk out of the flames. They were reduced to ashes, burned to death. Others lived by faith just as Daniel and everybody else, those listed. But they died in their lines then. The mouths of their lines were not shut. All you have to do is read a little church history. You'll find Thomas Cramer, Cramer burned at the stake. Cromwell was beheaded. Latimer was burned at the stake. Ridley burned at the stake. William Tyndall was strangled and burnt to death at the stake. John Huss, they, they undressed him, tied his hands behind his back with ropes. His neck, they put a chain around him. They piled up wooden straw around him. Said, we're gonna give you one more time to recant. He said, God is my witness. I have never taught that of which by false witness has been accused. In the truth of the gospel which I have written, taught, and preached, I will die today with gladness. And he was then burned at the stake. That's called living by faith. I'm gonna tell you, that's gonna be, that's the kind of faith you've got to have. Or you're gonna be disappointed. You're gonna get discouraged. They didn't, they didn't doubt God. They believed God just as much as anybody else. I, uh, one of my best friends a few years ago was dying with cancer. 
they couldn't do anything for him. <clears throat> he was an apostolic man. I'd known him for many years. and His pastor told him, if you had faith in God, God would heal you. If you had faith in God, God would heal you. And he told his pastor, said, I do have faith in God. I do believe God can heal me. What I don't know if it's his will or not. It's pretty bad when a saint has to give a Bible lesson. <laughs> he called me and he said, uh, my pastor just told me in front of the whole church Sunday, I'm not healed because I don't have faith in God. He said, I don't know how I can get any more faith. I absolutely believe that he could heal me if he wanted to. And when, when I was on the phone with him, quickened me to Hebrews 11. And I read to him over the phone. I was, I was in Kansas. He was in another state. And I read to him. He was weeping. He was troubled. It, it, it almost broke him for his pastor to say that. And uh, as I was reading this to him, he was weeping on the other end of the line there. And I read those that were healed, those that were delivered, et cetera, et cetera. Then I began to read about those listed in the heroes of faith. They didn't receive a miracle. God didn't give them what they prayed for. But they are recorded along with those that did receive. And I assured him, I said, you have faith in God. You and I both know God can heal you if he so desired. He died sometime later and his family had, had me preach his message at the funeral service, several hundred people there. His pastor took part in it, but I delivered the eulogy of that and I couldn't help myself. I went to Hebrews 11. His wife sitting there, his son sitting there, family sitting there, friends sitting there, saints sitting there suffering with diseases and praying, believing God to heal them. And I preached from Hebrews 11, his memorial service. And I assured everyone there, this man did not die in doubt. He did not die in unbelief. He did not die in fear of dying. He died in the faith. He died knowing if God chose, he could heal him just as easy he was forgiven of his sins and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I said, just read your Bible. There were those who were not healed. There were those who were not delivered. But they're still listening to the heroes of faith and you or anybody else cannot take them out of that row. I want to tell somebody here tonight. I pray God answers. I believe, I know, I have no doubt about that. I've seen God do too many miracles. But even if he doesn't,
I'm still going to trust him. My wife and I spent all night Friday night from about 1 o'clock till 5.30 Saturday morning in the hospital in Wichita, my two-year-old granddaughter had a seizure. They do all the scans and all these kind of things. I'm believing God. I have no doubt. I'm believing God. She never has another one. I'm trusting God. If he does, I'm going to praise him. If he doesn't, I'm still going to praise him. I'm living by faith. And I've just seen the Lord do too many things to not have faith in God. I, I, I pray, and, and I know this isn't a complicated thought or anything like that, but I, I pray that somehow the simple little thought I've brought to you tonight that somebody would have trust and faith in God become stronger because you have a different perspective than you did perhaps. Maybe it's cleared up some confusion in your mind and you've maybe blamed yourself for not praying hard enough. Maybe blamed yourself for not having faith. God's a sovereign God. This does not take anything away from anything I preached this morning. I've seen God do too many things. the Lord has spoke to your heart here tonight if if this message has struck a chord in your spirit why don't you look at this as a message of, of an assurance God still rules God still reigns. He's still in control. You just read the life of Job, you'll see a man, he lived by faith. That's our life, we live by faith. Not our feelings. Not what's going on. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Won't you lift your hands to him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.